Ladies and gentlemen, Cardinal fans of all ages, welcome to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. I'm Chris Grace. I'll be your host, joined every week by current Wesleyan Athletic Director and former head football coach, Mike Whalen. Each week, Coach and I will interview some of your favorite former Cardinals and find out exactly what they've been up to. Without further ado, it's time to check in with the coach, Mike Whalen. Okay, Coach, it's so great to be back with you this week for another edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score and yet another fantastic guest, Coach. I'm really looking forward to this one because I know you two are going to have so much in common, both dealing with a lot of the same issues in this crazy 2020. We've got another fantastic guest, of course, a graduate of Wesleyan University from 1990 and another former Cardinal athlete that has made her mark in the world of sports. Yeah, no question about it. We're, we're really excited to... Uh have Jen Heppel with us today, and uh, she uh, has done a fantastic job as both a uh, college administrator and, and also uh, assistant commissioner of the Big Ten, and, and now currently the, uh, uh, the, the director of the, uh, uh, the commissioner of the Patriot League. So uh, really excited to uh, get caught up with Jen today. So in just a few minutes, we're going to catch up with Jennifer Heppel and talk about all the things that have been going on this year and during her entire experience as commissioner of the Patriot League. But before we do that, it's time to bring in the man with the plan, the man behind the scenes, producer Mike O'Brien. Mike, everyone's been dying to know more about you, what goes on in your life. But for now, we'll settle for some information on how people can contact us here on Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. Yeah, Chris, I won't bore our fans, but uh, we would love to hear from you guys as always. Um, you can reach out to us on social media and email us too with any suggestions. Um, our email address is athletics at wesleyan.edu and our social media accounts that we'd like to uh, hear from you on will be Instagram and Twitter at west underscore athletics. And if you're just really mad at me, you can tweet to me directly at chrisgrace82, but if you don't, I won't take it personally. So without further ado, Coach, it's time to check in with our guest for today's edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score. One more thing, though. Chris, don't forget to tell our listeners. Find a friend. Find a friend. Get the podcast out there. Send it to someone. Let's get this thing going. Yeah, that's a great point, Coach. And sorry I didn't mention it. We've gotten such great feedback on our earlier episodes. We've got a lot of great episodes coming up and more big-time guests coming after this one. But in order to get this thing really going, we need to spread the word. So if you've got any uh, productive feedback or criticisms, like like uh, like we said, send, send some information to all of the, the links that Mike O'Brien just told you. And, and please share it with people because Coach and I are doing this because we want to entertain you. But, but more importantly, we want this to be fun and we want everyone to enjoy this experience. So please share it and we'd love to hear from your feedback. But until then, right now, everyone is dying to hear Class of 1990, Ice Hockey, Most Valuable Player, Jennifer Heppel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, the one and only official Wesleyan Athletics podcast. I'm Chris Grace, joined as always by our producer, Mike O'Brien, by the coach, Wesleyan Athletic Director and former head football coach, Mike Whalen. And today we have yet another fantastic guest. She is a graduate of Wesleyan University in 1990. She is a former ice hockey most valuable player. You Cardinals know that as the Jones Award. And she is currently the commissioner of the Patriot League. Our guest tonight is Jennifer Heppel. Jennifer, welcome to our podcast. Great to be here. 
We are so pumped to have you here. This has just been an unbelievable streak of fantastic guests, and we are so lucky that you were able to find time in your busy schedule during this crazy time to uh, break down what's going on in your world. But before we get to the professional side of things, we want to bring you all the way back to the glory days when you were playing ice hockey in Middletown, when you were, uh, you know, just hanging out in the Spurrier Snyder rink, hanging out and uh, skating around for fun. Tell everyone about how you ended up in Middletown and, and what led you to becoming a Cardinal. Oh, well, you know, maybe a little known fact. I was born at Middlesex Memorial Hospital. Um, I am a Middletown native. My father is a 1969 graduate of Wesleyan. So I was born and lived on campus during the first year of my life. Um, and so, yeah, Wesleyan roots, although I have to say, um, as a teenager, that is precisely why I was never ever going to go to Wesleyan, um, because it is what my parents wanted me to do, which um, they should have known better. They should have said, we don't want you to go to Wesleyan, and then I would have wanted to go. But no, eventually... Um, you know, it's such a, it's home. It's always felt like home, even though, you know, of course I don't remember living there, but as soon as I stepped back on campus during my senior year of high school, um, it, it just, it, it felt like, it felt like I was home. And there was, there was no doubt in my mind that, um, that that's where I would go if I had the opportunity. And, and Jen, where did, where did you go to high school? I, uh, I went to two different high schools in Northern Virginia. I, um, I spent my first couple of years at South Lakes High School, uh, which is in Reston, Virginia, and then graduated from um, Edison High School, which is Alexandria, Virginia. So Fairfax County, uh, Northern Virginia, but, but a, few, a few different stints, um, different high schools there. So there weren't, you know, I think um, there was one other person from Virginia at Westland my freshman year. Um, a couple DC, a couple Maryland, but not not a region that was a strong pull uh, for Wesleyan at that time. I think that's changed significantly over the last yikes thirty years. And then did your did your high school have club club ice hockey or ice hockey or? No. I was club? a figure. Yeah, no, I I had never been on figure skate. So this is the you know the kind of the interesting, and I always say I was sort of an unsuspecting student athlete. I grew up as a competitive figure skater, wow. so um, I can skate. Um, I, I Hockey skills were marginal. They remain marginal in my beer league hockey days um, that I, I, you know, graduated into beer league hockey from Wesleyan, but, but I can skate. And my RA, my freshman year, uh, fourth floor Clark, um, Russ, knew the captain of the women's hockey team and he found that out that I could skate. He basically, you know, grabbed me by the ear and dragged me down to the rink um, and said, you know, to Kim Greenberg, who is a captain of the hockey team, I don't know if she can play hockey. And I remember shaking my head, no. And he said, but I know she can skate. And I shook my head, yes. Um, and that was it. And they, they, they suited me up and I had no idea what I was doing, which I love. You know, when I watch Wesleyan women's hockey now, I never would have. I, I wouldn't make the team. I, I wouldn't be fast enough to open and close the door on the bench for for those young women. Um, so I love that I had the opportunity to play. I love that the sport is just completely changed 
you know, it, it's just, it's a different, it's a different sport. It has grown so much at the youth and the high school level and, um, and watching it at the collegiate level now is, um, you know, I love it, but if I came in in that situation now, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't probably make the team. So, well, but you can also say, Jen, that, you know, if you, if you went through high school and you actually played, you were exposed to the sport that would have potentially put you in a little different situation. So everything's, everything's evolved today. And, and uh, it, it, yeah, yeah, it, it's totally different. It's totally different. I do, but you know, as a figure skater, I remember my parents came up for maybe the first game of my freshman year and I had a goal assist and a penalty, which, you know, I thought it was a complete game. And, and the, their reaction was, well, apparently we kept you in sequins and feathers for a little bit too long. <laughs> because I have fully embraced the contact nature of hockey. <laughs> nice. Well, nice. Love it. You know, what's what's interesting about that, Coach, is, you know, as a, as a person who grew up appreciating the wonderful world of Disney movies, I think you might be entitled to some royalties because I recall Emilio Estevez, also known as Gordon Bombay, sniping a couple of pretty impressive figure skaters to make those mighty ducks quack there well and let me tell you there was i was not the only figure skater former figure skater on that team and and this is one of those small world like the first day i sat in the locker room i looked across and there were two women um amy grossman and erica goldberger um Erica was a year older than me at Wesleyan. Amy was two years older than me. I looked at them and I said, I know you. We had all figure skated together in elementary school. at uh, There used to be a rink in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Um, and, you know, I hadn't seen them at that point for 10 plus years. But um, they, they ended up at Wesleyan and playing women's hockey. And, yeah, small world. Wow, Incredible. that's amazing. So what what part about um, what part about playing hockey do you think kind of, or actually I should say, what role do you think playing college hockey has had in where eventually you've gone with your career? Meaning, you know, that you've obviously sports have been a huge part of your career. They continue to be a part of your career. Did playing college hockey do you think kind of mold and being a part of a team kind of mold uh, your future and, and kind of make you want to go into into uh, administration and, and sports administration and, and, and uh, the leadership roles that you've taken? Um, absolutely. You know, at the time, I'm not sure that I would have recognized that that's what was happening, but hindsight is 2020. And I can sit where I am today and look back and understand that that opportunity, as I said, unsuspecting student athlete, but that opportunity um, to become a student athlete was life-changing for me. Um, and I'd never, you know, figure skating is an individual sport. I hadn't been on a team since a little, you know, soccer team in third grade. I was not very good at being a teammate. In fact, I was pretty horrible my first few years. Um, I was an individual selfish <laughs> figure skater. Um, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I was everybody's favorite teammate at times. And I can recognize that now, but I had to learn. You know, I had to learn how to how to be a teammate and how to be a leader in that environment. And um, that that has fundamentally made me a more successful professional, having those leadership skills um, that I don't know that I would have developed any other way um, has, has absolutely led to my success. 
but that just that experience and that desire to remain involved in something that meant so much to me and was such an important part of my my Wesleyan experience um, that it's it yeah it's it's changed me um, and that changed me and it 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 in some way probably subconscious at times but you know led me down the path professionally. So Jen, give us uh, give us one of your favorite, most memorable ice hockey moments. Oh, oh. competitively, um, there was a moment up at Williams when we were down, um, and we came back and we were in a position to tie it. And they committed a 10 minute major penalty and that gave us the window we needed to, um, to, to successfully, uh, come back from, from losing. And, um, that was, you know, and win that game. And that was, that was competitively an awesome moment because I think it was near, near the end of my senior year. And at that point, um, you know, Emerson Williams were club while we were varsity, but the little three is still the little three. And so competitively, that was, that was a memorable moment. Um, but I, you know, it, it's, I don't remember. I'm not one of those people that's going to say, Oh God, remember when there was three minutes left in the second period and we were playing Yale and this happened. No, I, I, I don't do that. What I, I remember my teammates, I remember the rank and Freeman athletic center opened, um, my graduation weekend. So we didn't have the complex around, um, around the rink. It was a little isolated. It was a little off to the side of campus. It was surrounded by um, houses, as Mike, I'm sure you remember, the, the social center of campus was that, that little corner down around, down around the rink. And that's what I remember. You know, I, I, I remember my teammates. Um, I remember practices. I loved to practice. I, I just, I loved the, um, the regiment of practice, um, and the repetition and the, you know, really working at getting better at something. The chaos of a game was never my strong suit. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I, um, I've learned a lot about myself that way as well. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense actually, because, you know, to be, a figure skater, you have to be fairly meticulous and detail oriented. Obviously, I mean, those practices the young figure skaters do and the routines. I mean, it has to be inch perfect to the nth degree. And 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 being in charge of as many different sports and and being a, a commissioner for a major league like the Patriot League, you have to you have to use a lot of those figure skating, uh, you know, intrinsic qualities. I'm sure on a day to day basis as the commissioner. And so when we try to shift into where I'm going to go here, long winded is. <laughs> Um, obviously, you know, becoming the fifth executive director and, and commissioner of the Patriot League in, in 2015, you probably never thought you were going to have a year quite like we've had in the year 2020. No, I, I, you know, nothing more than no. I mean, who, who, who does this is, this is, um, it could, I, I, somebody asked me the other the other week, you know, how has has COVID impacted college athletics? And I said, how has it not impacted college athletics? Um, how has it not impacted higher education? Everything about being on campus 
is different. Everything about how students are learning, interacting with faculty, living in the residence halls, if they're fortunate enough to be at a campus where um, the residence halls are occupied, the dining facilities, everything is different. So of course, college athletics is different as well. Um, and everything about it is, is different. You know, we we postponed in the Patriot League. We made the decision in mid-July, July 13th. I will probably remember that date for the rest of my life to uh, to postpone fall sports. And it was the right decision for us at the right time. But a really, really tough decision for the presidents. They they understand that athletics is fundamental to our campuses a fundamental educational experience, a leadership experience, and, um, and our student athletes are, they're important. Um, and they're, our, our colleges are not the same without athletics. So we're looking forward to competing again and, you know, being the leaders in a return to our new normal. You know, I think that that's what athletics can do is that if we can get athletics practicing again and toward competition, hopefully in the, you know, the, the next semester, um, we can show people how to repopulate our campuses and, and how to, and how to move forward. Yeah, there's no, no, no question about that. And I, yeah, I was going to say, Mike, you probably have some feelings there. Oh yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it's the, as I've told many people, um, when, when, uh, my, my predecessor, John Bittescombe, handed me the uh, AD playbook. They, they neglected to put in the, the pandemic section into yeah. that AD playbook. Uh, so uh, I'm writing one now, so they'll, they'll have it for the next guy. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I'm not doing another one of these, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, you know Jen, uh, so many times when, you know, the, the folks that we've talked with, um, you know, you know, I think regardless what, what path or track you go on in, in sports after college, you know, it's, it's, there's always that initial grind. You know, there's always that, you know, kids come to me all the time. They say, coach, I want, you know, I want to get into coaching or I want to be an athletic director, or, you know, and, and I say to them, well, okay, but you understand, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a grind. Like you have to have a true passion for it. So, I guess I'd like to hear you tell us a little bit about your grind, you know, about, about coming out of West and, and, you know, kind of realizing that, you know, what you wanted to do and then, and then how you, how you, uh, how you attack that track. Yeah. I, I came out of Westland and became a bartender and a girls JV ice hockey coach in Boston. Um, I, I, I didn't have plans. I was, I, um, I, yeah, I didn't navigate that preparation well. Uh, you know, I, I will say that that I didn't necessarily devote myself to the day after graduation, a year or two in advance. Um, times have changed too. That's so much more. Just I, I feel like students come to college and from day one freshman year now they're worried about that job. Um, and I think there's a balance. There's a balance in between the two approaches. Um, but. What I will say, and again, hindsight being 2020, what it allowed me to do was understand that I was not in a spot um, personally or professionally where I envisioned myself staying for a long time. Um, and that made me really think like, okay, well, this isn't it. 
what is it? You know, and what am I passionate about? And I'm passionate about higher education. And I'm passionate about the role college athletics has in higher education. And, um, and so I said, if that's it, then that's what I want to do. And I want to try to do that. Um, and so I went, I, I did, I went to grad school um, and went to Robert Morris University, which at the time in Pittsburgh had an MBA program in sport management. Um, there were probably about three graduate programs at that time in sport management, Ohio University, UMass Amherst, and, and Robert Morris. It was a great choice for me because it was also combined with an executive MBA program. So most of the courses were at night. Um, and that allowed me to get substantive work experience during the day, um, to volunteer in the athletics department, to do some volunteer work with the Pittsburgh Steelers, to work with the Pittsburgh Marathon, to just really make sure that what I wanted was, was college athletics, uh, but to build that resume. Um, and then oh, I needed an internship. <laughs> that's, that's the way, that's the way this works. And I, um, I, I applied not online. We didn't have computers. So you start, you know, sending out the hard copy of your resume to everybody and you hear back from maybe 1%. Um, but I did, I did get an interview with the ECAC Eastern college athletic conference and ended up there as an intern for a year. Um, and from there again, I thought, wow, that's the hardest thing I'll ever do is get an internship. And then seven months later, it was like, wow, the hardest thing I'm ever going to do is now get a job because internships, as you discover, aren't actually jobs. They're, <laughs> they end, they, they have a termination date to them. <laughs> um, so there you are again. Um, and, and that was that, that regardless of your professional field, that, that uncertainty is just draining. Um, you know, always, always looking like, oh goodness, this is going to end. What's next? Um, and I was fortunate enough an opportunity at the University of Hartford to move into a job there. And this is what happens in college athletics. There's not, when you're first starting out, the financial rewards are, are slim. Um, and for the most part, and there are some very public exceptions to it, but for the most part, the financial rewards remain consistent with the model of higher education. <laughs> um, but especially when, when you're first starting out, um, it, you know, it's Hartford said, okay, you have no experience, but we have no money. And, um, but we have a title. We'll give you a great title. You know, we'll give you an assistant AD title and we'll pay you. It, it just won't be a lot, but that's, that's the grind, as you said, Mike. And that's the, um, the opportunity I had to spend two years on the senior staff at a division one athletics department. And um, I was young, so I thought I knew how everything should be done. I thought I knew, you know, how everybody else should do their jobs. Um, and I worked, worked my butt off. It was a fantastic experience, but that was, you know, that was the grind. Um, and, and the transition from there to the NCAA national office, um, you know, admittedly, it was a good opportunity, but it was also an opportunity to get a little bit out of that grind. So, so anyone who's just joining us, this is Chris and coach beyond the box score, Chris Grace, athletic director, Mike Whalen, Mike O'Brien is our producer as always the man behind the man behind the man. Uh, and, and today our guest 
is Jennifer Heppel, class of 1990, former ice hockey player at Wesleyan and the current Patriot League commissioner. Jennifer, seeing your background and looking at, you know, when we were researching for today, you, you mentioned you started as an assistant athletic director and then eventually you had a couple other jobs in, in uh, athletic director departments before finding your way to the Big Ten where you were an associate commissioner and now your, your current role. What I'd like to know is um, what there's probably a lot of similarities between working in an athletic department and working in your current role, and there's a lot of differences. So tell us about what some of the similarities and, and some of the differences are on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, some of the, the differences are that I don't have direct day-to-day contact with student-athletes. Um, I'm not on campus. I, I will say that now in this new COVID world of Zoom, I have more daily interaction where I see student-athletes than I ever have before professionally working in a conference office because you, before you saw them when you were on campus and they're like, huh, who's that woman that shows up to hand out a trophy once a year? Um, but I, I didn't really have that connection, but now I have student athletes on, um, you know, on zoom calls, whether it's a student athlete advisory committee or anti-racism commission, um, our student athletes are so involved in everything, but the meetings are happening via zoom and it means I get to be there and I get to see them. So that's a change for me. You know, that's a, I, one of the fundamental differences between working on a campus versus a conference office is that student athlete interaction and to a certain extent right now, that's that's been evened out in a, in a very different way. Um, you know, it's good for my blood pressure that in conference competition, I truly am neutral. I mean, people will say, you're not neutral. Like, I, I truly am neutral because it's healthier. And um, anybody that is affiliated with an institution or works for an institution, you know, it, it's this every single game is just it, – it, it's – it's, you know, you're like living and dying by what's happening on the field. And um, I miss that in many ways, but in some ways I don't miss it at all. <laughs> As I said, my, my blood pressure is, is back where it should be. Some of the similarities, um, you know, I, I look at, I work with, a, a, you know, a group of athletics directors or administrators or a group of head coaches and, you're trying to bring people together and build consensus and buy into the concept that the whole is bigger than any one of its parts. Mike, that's what you're doing when you leave the athletics department at Wesleyan. That's what every single coach is doing when they approach their team. Um, they're saying, look, we all have these individual priorities and we all have these individual skills, but you need to set them aside because you will succeed if you really believe that the whole is greater than any one of its parts. And I think that's a, that's a similarity in terms of, in terms of leadership skills. So Jen, what, what do you think in terms of looking back at your, your time at Wes, what are, what are some of the, the things you learned at Wes athletically, academically, as a person, how you matured, how you grew that, you, you know, you think prepared you for your career today? You know, Wesleyan to me was, I was just so amazing. It was such an eye-opening. I, the public school, Northern Virginia kid. Um, and, and sure, Wesleyan was in my roots, but fundamentally, I grew up in Northern Virginia in the 70s and 80s. And Northern Virginia, it, 
it was fully Southern facing at the time. Now it's, I call it Northern facing. I call all the way down to Richmond Northern facing in many regards. Um, And so Wesleyan, I'd never been to New York City. You know, I had a roommate that didn't have a driver's license. Like, what the hell is that? Um, You know, and I was the first one in line at 8 a.m. on my 16th birthday. You know, just sort of fundamentally so different. I'd never heard a Boston accent before. Um, And that, that was, that took some. Yeah, that took some getting used to, um, you know, the dorm at the first football game, the Cardinals on the 40 yard line advancing. I'm like, what are they saying? <laughs> um, so in, you know, Wesleyan was just, it was, it was amazing that way um, in terms of, and I, I, you know, it came from a, a family I traveled. I did, but I just, I, I wasn't fundamentally, uh, you know, sort of exposed to some of the, the geographic differences and cultural differences in the U.S. and um and that and that was that was wonderful I also um you know I was a history major uh with a focus at the time it was called European imperialism in the third world um was was the major um and I think I was drawn to that we didn't have um the social studies requirements. I had a limited history background. I had, you know, requirements coming out of Virginia and Virginia history and Virginia government. And I think the 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 thought being, if you learn those, you're good. Um, <laughs> so I got I got to Wesleyan and and I couldn't just I just loaded up on history and and English classes. I just wanted to read. I just wanted to learn. Um, and and that took me, you know, it took me down that road. I really appreciated my my faculty advisor who has since retired um um professor whiteman was um she she doesn't remember it but i remember it and then oddly i ran into her about 10 years into my professional career at a bed and breakfast in new mexico and looked up and i said oh my goodness that's Professor White. And so I walked over and I introduced myself. Um, and I said, you're, you're Ann Whiteman, you're Professor at Wesleyan, aren't you? And she just sort of gave me that like, oh boy, what's about to happen to me? Look. And I said, you know, you were my faculty advisor 15 years ago. And I was not, I wasn't in your office all the time. I'm, I'm not insulted that you don't remember that. And she looked at me and she said, wait, you're the one who asked if you could miss a class for your last home ice hockey game. And I said, yes, I did. And I did miss the class. And I missed two classes in four years at Wesleyan. One was to go to the beach early on, bad decision, never made a bad decision again. The second one was second semester of my senior year for my last home hockey game. Um, And she said, so what are you doing now? And I told her, and she goes, it sounds like you made the right decision. Um, And so I, you know, I knew it at the time. I remember going to her and asking, and she said, well, there are pros and cons to however you're going to play this out, and I'm sure you'll make the right decision. And there we are, you know, 15 years later, and she said, well, it sounds like you actually made that right decision. But that's what, you know, she remembered, and it was was great. And I remember the the faculty – supporting but making sure you really thought about that pull away from academics for 
other components of a Wesleyan education that are very, very important. But you'd need to be thoughtful if it pulls you away from academics. That's, you know, that's now in, in the year 2020, it's, it's crazy to think that an athlete wouldn't have their schedule set up for them so that classes don't interfere. But that was, that speaks to the different time and the different situation, obviously, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a great segue because every week, either coach myself, we like to ask everyone, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about the liberal arts education and, and what value it has um, and, and whether it's worth it or not. But I could tell by your last answer, how much you appreciated your own personal experience with a liberal arts education. But for our listeners, can you speak on your own personal uh, experience with, with a liberal arts education, what you think that the value of it is currently to this day? Um, wow. And here's where I should be able to quote President Roth because I read everything that he writes about the value of a liberal arts education. And I, and I you know, so appreciate the op-eds, the articles, the books, um, because he, he articulates it so well. So I'm not going to try to do that. But here's, here's what I, I will do. Over the last six months, um, I report to 10 university presidents. That's my, board of, that's my board of directors. Those are my direct reports. We have made and they have made some of the most challenging decisions of their careers over these last six to seven months. And those of us in athletics, um, in our world, the decisions have been equally challenging. Um, and I am so proud of the communication that we've had in the Patriot League. I'm proud of the decisions we've made. And a liberal arts education has, has, you know, positioned me to be able to lead those conversations, to develop those conversations, to put myself in the shoes of the people that are making the decisions, because I'm not as a commissioner. I'm not the one deciding to postpone sports. That's those are our presidents. Um, but I need the ADs to understand what that outcome means and and to and to support it. And I do a ton of writing. Let me tell you. I mean, this is so you know, it's the big, warm and fuzzy like communication and consensus building and understanding where people are coming from. That absolutely ties back to a liberal arts education. But then at the end of the day, I sit down and I write a lot. I write a lot of policy statements. I write a lot of memos. Um, and uh, thank heavens, you know, for for a liberal arts education because I, I can I can write. Not as well as I can skate, but I can write. <laughs> and then and then Jen, on that note, what what if you were gonna give our student current student athletes one piece of advice, what would that advice be? Patience. It's patience. It's a, it's a, you know, if we're fortunate, it's a good long life. And so follow, follow what's important to you, follow what you're passionate about, not what other people are passionate about for you. Um, and, and you'll be happier in the long run if you stay true to yourself. And sometimes it takes a while to get there, but have patience and, and keep at it. Don't compromise your own, what you know about yourself. Well, Jen, first and foremost, uh, we really appreciate you spending your time with us. And, and, uh, as we try to continue to build this podcast, we couldn't do it without great guests and great alums like yourself. But before we finish up, okay, (laughs) 
before we finish up, it's becoming a rite of passage, and it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. It's something that coach. Uh, it, coach this is, I'm going to embarrass myself. No, here. no, no. And if you do, today. I can always click that edit button. But it's a segment we call the 60-second gauntlet. So what's going to happen is Coach and I are going to bounce back and forth, and we're going to ask you a series of 10 questions. All we want you to do is answer honestly. It can be quick. It doesn't have to be long-winded. Just whatever comes into your head first. If it's funny, it's funny. If it's accurate, it's accurate. If it's not, it doesn't matter. We're just trying to have a good time, keep you on your toes. We're going to put you through the gauntlet. So Jennifer Heppel, class of 1990, former ice hockey MVP, figure skating extraordinaire in the current and only the fifth ever commissioner in Patriot League history. Are you ready? I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, coach. All uh, right. Ready? Here we go. Easy one. Easy one, Jen. Starting you off easy. Favorite professor at West? Ann Whiteman. Who was the most influential person in your life? Oh, my parents. What was the first? Pick, I'm not going to pick one over the other there. Okay, parents are good. What was the first job that you actually got a paycheck? Hungry's Pizza. How can I help you? <laughs> okay. If you were forced to cheer for one, would it be Amherst or Williams? Um, Amherst. I like their new mascot better. Okay. When you were five years old, what'd you want to be when you grew up? Dorothy Hamill. What's the best piece of advice you've received in your life? Patience. Patience. In three words, describe your Wesleyan experience. <laughs> um, hard, fun, life-changing that's four but we could throw a, we'll throw a hyphen in there and just call it, okay, call it it's hyphen. Yeah, yeah yeah perfect um <laughs> what do you miss most about westland oh spring afternoons on foss hill what's the best westland highlight in the last 20 years i mean 20 years yeah it's for me. It's going to be reunions. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. You're going to need to edit around here. here. No, that's no, no, no. There's no such thing as a bad question. There's no such thing as a bad answer on this program. It's yeah. perfect. Reunions are good. Reunions are fun. Reunions, yeah. Okay. Who? Here's here's the big one. And present company doesn't have to be excluded, but it can be. Who is the Wes alum you would most like to have dinner with? Well, always my teammates. I mean, I can't do one. I start with one. I start with my roommate, Allison, and then I go to my left wing, Sarah, and then, you know, it, it just goes from there. Um, teammates. That is awesome. You're the first person who has gone that route. I think that is so cool. And that, if, if nothing else, that really kind of uh, gives us a great idea of the kind of person you are. And, and you know, uh, and, and I can understand why, you know, a conference like the Patriot League would want you to be their commissioner because obviously you value the friendships 
and you value your teammates. I think that's super cool. So I think that's as, that's a, a, as unique of a set of answers as we've had so far, Coach. I think that was pretty cool. No question. Jen thinks outside the box. There's no question about that. Outside, yeah, but not when she not when she's in the box for two minutes. So that's you know that's <laughs> the, the balance we have to play with hockey players. Yeah. Well, Jen, this has been great. We appreciate you spending some time with us, and you know, uh, I just want to thank you for you know everything you've done for Westerns. I've been back since 2010. You know, for those uh, listeners out there, uh, Jen was uh, served as the co-chair of our athletic advisory council. Uh, was was you know very instrumental in my early years. Has always been you know a, a, a great colleague, someone I could, a great friend, someone I could call and you know bounce things off of. Or, you know just uh, uh, you know mentoring student athletes. Uh, you know always involved and in, and in staying in touch with, with what we've been doing and uh, you know much of what the, you know success that we've been able to build here at Wesleyan is because of. Know, the, our alums out there like Jen that are, that are so engaged and, and so willing to give back. So uh, really appreciate that, Jen. And really appreciate the time today. Thank you. Thank you both. This is this has been a lot of a lot of fun. Um, you know, Wesleyan's home, and I I, I love I love supporting Wesleyan. Um, you know, love being a student, love being an alum very different experiences, but equally as important to me. So appreciate everything that you all are doing. Um, and Mike, your leadership of athletics has, has been outstanding. So I, um, it's been a lot of fun to watch um, the continued growth and success of Wesleyan Athletics. Well, once again, we'd like to thank Jennifer Heppel, class of 1990, current Patriot League commissioner, former Wesleyan Ice Hockey MVP and a fantastic guest. Good luck with all of your future endeavors, and hopefully, you know, we'll be playing sports in no time, both in the NESCAC and in the Patriot League. I'm sure it'll make both of your lives a lot easier moving forward. But like you said, everybody listening, patience is the key. But for now, you don't need to be patient anymore because our show has come to its conclusion. Once again, I'd like to thank Jennifer for spending some time. As always, producer Mike O'Brien, the man behind the scenes, doesn't say a lot, but when he does... He means it. And the coach, Mike Whalen. I'm Chris Grace. You've been listening to Chris and Coach Beyond the Box Score, your only option for an official Wesleyan University Athletics podcast. Until next time, so long, everybody. <laughs>